Hey, hello, hi. Welcome to episode 10 of Hashtag Science. I'm your host, Jason Skrabulis. I'm joined over the internet by one Matt Mecca. How are you? Hello. Can you hear me? We're only doing one take of this. Hello? Uh, okay. I'm, uh, that was, that was a, a bad goof. You're, you're stuck with me this week. Just me. Nobody else. Um, so Matt went to Costa Rica and then Matt got kicked out of his house for a month because he rents a guest house and they needed it. And now he's doing all, you know, being a good student and turning in his drafts on time and, and, and not being able to record, not at his normal place. So you're stuck here with me. We're going to have a shorter episode this week because I don't want to talk by myself, to myself, for an hour. So, without further ado, um, that eclipse happened, which was pretty cool. Um, I ended up going down with friends of the show, Kellen Carlson and Carrie Altman, to uh, Kentucky to visit some of my friends I know from Extra Life and go see that go see that thing. But we'll talk about that. Probably in greater detail with more people. I will say it was cool as hell. I can't wait for 2024 when it's going to be passing right by uh, Detroit. I'm probably not going to be in Detroit in 2024, but whatever. We'll figure that out when it when it it took us. The pro tip for next time: don't leave the day that the thing ends. Stay that extra day. You'll save yourself six hours on that drive. But it was fun. It was a good time. We had, we had we I got pizza. I got to hang out with people I don't see all that often. We bonded while people were sleeping in the car. Is the whole thing. But today I'm going to talk about a couple, two different things. Uh, first off, um. A couple weeks ago, a couple episodes, I always say weeks, it's, a, it's episodes. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, small uh, nanorobots uh, that were kind of swimming, like a, like freestyle swimming, and how, we, how those could be uh, used to deliver drugs in the blood because they were able to swim in stuff that was more viscous than water. Um, now, in... A new paper, a newish paper in Nature Communications has almost done the same thing, but not in blood. So these these robots, these nano machines, are they're they're calling them micro motors. They don't actually move. They they react with the stomach acid, but they are uh, they were found to be more effective in delivering antibiotics to a uh, GI infection in mice. So these micromotors, they're, uh, the, this team made a spherical magnesium core with a bunch of different layers on it for protection for the um, antibiotics itself, and they gave it the ability to stick to 
stomach walls. So they get swallowed like any other pill. As soon as that uh, sphere hits the stomach acid, it starts reacting. The magnesium reacts, and uh, it produces a stream of hydrogen that propels it forward. And that reaction also lowers the stomach uh, pH, which is needed for a lot of uh, antibiotics or like stronger protein-based things that are taken orally. Because if, if you don't reduce the stomach uh, pH with like a proton pump inhibitor or something, then all that stuff just gets eaten alive before it can start working. And so they gave them, they had two groups, they gave uh, one dose every, every day for five days, um, and they did find a lower, um, I don't lower what, uh, better outcome with those and so it's kind of it's kind of cool these things are only the width of a human hair after 24 hours the ph of the stomach came back to normal levels we've got um mostly biodegradable materials in these micromotors is what it says i mean all that stuff reacts with the stomach acid and basically dissolved and nothing nothing bad happens so it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing. Um, something like this could be used still in the blood, like those other nanomachines we had. We're talking about uh, we can get things through the blood-brain barrier, which is notoriously difficult to filter out stuff getting into the brain. Um, something like that could be. Uh, used to to treat uh d directly treat the brain for parkinson's or alzheimer's or um some other infections i know west nile virus uh the potential vaccine needs to cross the blood brain barrier to be fully effective um but you you could use micromotors and these tiny tiny nano machines to basically do things that you just can't do with drugs because stuff like the blood brain barrier just filters out all that stuff it's surprisingly well adapted to not letting anything into the brain that's not supposed to be there so being able to kind of purposely force something through that it's kind of crazy, kind of awesome. So hopefully that stuff goes somewhere. Um, like I said, they are, they did it in mice. The the team is looking to do something uh, much larger scale in larger animals to see if it's still effective. Um, and obviously, eventually human trials because something like that is not it's not invasive. It's not, um, if they're biodegradable, you're not going to get any lasting, like, metal poisonings or uh, anything like that, hopefully. Um, but, you know, as long as these things are continued to be studied, I mean, you can use them for countless things. 
not just disease. Um, like like better management of disease before, like like prevention of disease would be really cool. Um, you could, and this article makes mention of uh, using them to counteract um, bio and chemical weapons, and that's kind of a huge thing, especially with the shenanigans that are going on today. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that stuff's just cool. It's just cool. It's just cool. But, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a short we're gonna have a short episode today. I mean that's that one. We're done. We're done with one. Easy. You know. Next, something I find incredibly cool, and it's something I've been wanting to try and to get into, like on my own, is. Y'all, I got I gotta get me a, a VR headset. They're starting to get way cheaper, which means I can afford to upgrade my PC to be able to run those. But um, brand new paper uh, published a couple days ago online in Nature Methods. Um, this group developed a um, a VR system called Freemo VR that is basically a VR chamber where you have flexible uh, computer they're not monitors they're more like projectors on like it's a cylinder chamber you got a top and a bottom they can project an environment and they've used it for testing whether or not mice stay away from heights or not because you can alter with with like VR, you can project a certain uh, grid that makes it appear super close, and then you can shrink that grid and make it appear super far away. And so they you, they uh, let the mice run on this track and choose what side they wanted to be on. Um, they also let Drosophila loose in a in a simulated environment and tracked kind of where they went, how often they went there, um, and uh, lastly, they did zebrafish, which is way cool, and it's more appropriate for something that I would potentially use it for right now. We do an, a lot of amphibian work, and some of those amphibians are waterborne or larvae, so they're kind of restricted to the water. What they did is basically the same thing as Drosophila. They put up different types of habitat in the simulated environment. They let the zebrafish kind of f have free reign and recorded where it went. Uh, but they also were able to use realistic uh, photos of zebrafish in this environment to influence how the actual zebrafish would react with different leaders of schools or different like social standings in in schooling which is 
almost one of the coolest things outside my own research that I've read in quite some time. Um, typically, these types of things are done with uh, somewhat restrained animals, and it's, it's difficult to get actual choice um, of, of habitat. So some of the things that we've been involved with, we, we helped the psychology department at our school do a uh, frog cognition study where they tried to train, they trained tadpoles to go one way or the other. Um, but they're in a, a very restrained maze that they have a choice of right or left and they're supposed to go right. And if they went right, they were allowed free time. And if they went left, they got agitated and then they let them metamorphose into frogs. Try it again. See what happens. I don't recall what happened. I was barely involved with that project. But um, something like this, you could more more naturally test something like that. You could put a whole tank in, in this VR setup, let the tadpole get used to it and present one or one of two things on each side let the tadpole react agitate or not and continue so that thing's really cool um it seems like there's a couple of videos um on on the on the uh, website for the paper i can't access them from home uh but i can get to get them from school they they show like the <clears throat> the actual movement patterns of all these animals on uh, in 3D spray in 3D space, which is really cool, um, and just just what this thing looks like. It's kind of it's kind of nuts that someone is taking what all the breakthroughs of VR that we're having now by using them for training and rehab and. Um, the video game experiences that you just can't get anymore or anywhere else aside from putting this thing on your face and looking at it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whew. Talking, talking straight. It's a hard thing to do. Let's drink some margarita. <sighs> but, yeah, VR. VR for tadpoles and fish. And flies and mice. I first read the headline. I was like, they didn't just make a tiny VR headset for a mouse, did they? Because that'd be cool. This is almost cooler. But like I like I said earlier, it's gonna be a real short episode. And by short, I mean uh, we don't have any more emails. Um, please send us emails. I'd appreciate it. You want you want some questions answered? We'll answer them. We got a website, hashtag sciencecast.com, where you can find all of our episodes, all the show notes, links to papers and articles we're talking about. Um, I keep saying it. We are working, um, and by we, I mean I. I'm working on a, uh, a blog light system for that website where we can individually post photo galleries of trips small small writings that we feel like we need to do um i don't know i'd like a place to just put a shit ton of 
pictures of Ecuador and the eclipse um, and just say, there they are. There you go. Have fun. Uh, but alas, that takes time. So I'm anticipating that taking that should that should be rolling out late 2017. Uh, we do have some of that content in the bag. I just got to get the system and then boom, we'll be ready. Um, I want to call out our Twitter uh, at the science cast. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That'd be cool. Um, I'll eventually, I keep saying it, I'll eventually start using that Twitter account for more than just posting that we have a new episode, which, yeah, what you can do. Uh, uh, same thing with that Facebook. Um, if you search, I think it's facebook.com slash hashtag science, where you can find us, like us on Facebook, you get, um, ba- basically the Twitter account gets you, <laughs> to be honest, uh. We'll, we'll start getting better at that when I have more of a handle on my my semester and my workload, which is slowly getting better and worse at the same time. So there's that. And lastly, thank you to John Middleton at University of Washington. Yeah, I said that right. For letting us use um, his project, Music Algor- Algorithms for use to make our theme song so our theme song was made using um, parasite swimming speed data at different temperatures and i feed it through this uh, algorithm that spits out note data Um, and so all of the tracks in that in that song are generated from that data uh, except for the drum beat but whatever um that is gonna do it until next time you can find us on the internet um this uh, eventually these episodes will start going up on time again uh next episode will be i will click on my calendar coming out on the 9th of september Apologies for this one being a little late. Again, Matt had some living situation things change. And then school. But hey, whatever. Life happens. We're only doing this to have fun. But I figured you guys deserved an episode. Even if it was 19 minutes long. So until next time, we'll see you guys on the internet. And thanks for listening.